I finally finished my Bond journey. Did did you see that? I, I did not. But you watched Spectre. I watched Spectre. And I, you know, I don't know if it's because I had such low expectations, but I didn't hate it. No, it's not bad. It's, but I, I, the beginning, of course, the, the teaser is a stunner. Just that one shot through the hotel room. Oh yeah. Um. Just uh, the way he brushes himself, lands on the couch, and he just brushes himself <laughs> off. It's it's a it's a great opener, uh, which is. <laughs> Which is, and, which is, and then like then you have to hear that like that Sam Smith theme song. Oh god. So I gotta tell you that whole opening sequence is possibly my least favorite opening sequence in all of Bond title opening oh, sequences. Title sequence? <laughs> yeah. It's 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 ridiculous. It's it's bad. It's the song is how that song won Oscar. I, were they just really, bored that year because it was a terrible, terrible theme song? I and not to take away from Sam Smith, like he's he can I've sing never it. been a huge Sam Smith song. It's not that he doesn't have a good voice, but yeah, yeah, he's just like it's just I don't um, I, the song just it's show offy the vocal like it's just it's not. It's not sued for a Bond theme. Are you, are you, when you come off uh, uh, the previous film having that amazing song by Adele, mm-hmm. that just and her performance just kind of you know killing it. I mean, well, that's I think on. that's obviously what they were aiming for. They wanted someone who was in the zeitgeist, who was contemporary yet you know, classic at Adele. Maybe that proves that you just can't one up Adele. Yeah. And they thought Sam Smith was this person. And, and, and just the song is just, it's meh. Yeah. It's just meh. Um, and there were, I, I think my, I think my problem, like as, as as I mentioned when you meant, when you mentioned Skyfall, that it takes a lot from the Chris Nolan playbook, the Dark Knight, you know, type thing. I think Spectre takes a lot from the J.J. Abrams playbook. Yeah, like, yeah. The especially when it comes to you know your Star Trek into darkness, like we know who this is. <laughs> AKA um, like the worst con reboot ever. Yeah. So like we know who it is. Like we know we, we know from the preview who this is. This is con. Like we know from the preview that this is Blofeld. I guess um, man might be my word for the night because I was thinking they should have called it Star Trek The Wrath of Meh. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, that's kind of what they did here. They tried to make it like this J.J. Abrams type movie, like a puzzle. But then, like when you find out what the puzzle, like what what it is, it's just, um, it's very like that's it. That's all there is. Like it's surveillance. <laughs> yeah, like, 
Yeah, you know, so like I said, it's there. The thing is that there are some good performances in a kind of blah script. It's because yeah. I mean, Daniel Craig is great. Uh, he's entering though. He's he's kept him. He's he's in much better shape, obviously, much better preserved. But he's entering like Roger Moore territory of creepy with his uh, Bond girls, you know. Yeah. Well, his um in the new one that's coming out eventually. Uh, is it who's his who's the um his co-star from Knives Out? Is it is it Anna de Armiras? Or she plays the. The nurse in Knives Out. Oh, yeah. She's one of the love interests uh, in... Um, I mean, they, they, kind of, they kind of set it up to do the On Her Majesty's Secret Service storyline. So yeah. there's been all this speculation out there because, I mean, at the end of Spectre, Madeline Swan is still alive. Right. So but here's the thing, too, though, is that um, so I watched the trailer last night because I you know I don't know why I just feel it's feeling nostalgic and I, I miss movies. <laughs> I'm going to movies. You could go to uh, a drive in. I, I could, but I've seen Bad Boys for Life. I've <laughs> seen The Invisible Man. I've. I don't want to spend 20 bucks to see Back to the Future in my car. Oh, and then fair enough. my battery die <laughs> um, <laughs> because I couldn't turn on the radio. I, and I, but so anyway, I was watching the trailer and I'm like there, I think this is a sci-fi angle that they're going for. It's going to have something to do with, I think they're going to take some of the storyline from Die Another Day with either cloning or hmm. genetics or something. And, and that's something that's going to be with um, Rami Malek's villain character. Like, it's just. Well, I mean, he was, not that I've seen it, but he was in Mr. Robot, right? So you think they're going to go down that way? Well, I don't know. Is- I just, I get the feeling like, so like Skyfall took. Like Skyfall took elements of that's the other thing is like Skyfall took elements of the world is not enough kidnapping M and kind of made it better and made it look cool and then so maybe that's what they're going to do with No Time to Die is they're going to take this element from this seemingly kind of cool element of Die Another Day aka the worst Brosnan movie <laughs> and just kind of make it more grounded in reality. Um, is that the one with the Christmas comes once a year joke? No, that is the world is not enough. Okay. Or, so they kidnap M. Denise Richards is a nuclear scientist. Yeah. <laughs> and, which already. <laughs> yeah. But it does have a, it does have a pretty dope twist when you find out that Sophie Marceau, has actually been playing the strings the whole time. Yeah. Yeah. And it does have one of the cool, uh, that one does have like, she wanted the cool villain ticks where, um, Renard played by Robert Carlyle 
uh, can't feel pain because there's a bullet lodged in his brain that's took out his uh, yeah. mandula abangada. Um, uh, but they never exploit it. Like, that was just... It was just like, oh, let's do this cool thing, and then I will never mention it again. <laughs> so, so before we wrap up our Bond talk and and intro the show, um, what would be awesome is if they would fully lean into that. Have you heard? You listen to James Bonding, right? So, have you you've heard that that theory that Matt Myra has that James Bond is a time lord? <laughs> <laughs> so that's that what we're finding out is that that would be awesome if they fully they leaned both. into that and they it would both. it would it would tick off Matt Gorley no end <laughs> that actually that um, Rami Malek is a scientist who's been cloning James Bond since 1962 exactly <laughs> yeah so <laughs> and that He's like in that Daniel Craig is just this genetically engineered spy. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, you know why not? It's it's 2020. Everything is batshit. Everything that that you know you never thought would happen has happened uh, to the extreme, and so why not just fully go ridiculous? Um, but I don't know. I have I have some hope for, especially with the involvement of of uh, uh, Fleabag, uh, Phoebe Phoebe oh. Waller Bridge. Yeah, she's Bridges. there too. Yeah. She specifically was there because they're doing um, the female 007 because in you know in. Spectre, he retires. Mm-hmm. Spoiler alert for a five-year-old movie. Um, and 007's been replaced by um, the pilot in Captain Marvel. Uh, Latasha Lynch. Or is it Latasha Lynch? Uh, is the actress's name? Hmm. Um, which... I remember causing like a big sink. Like, how could you cast like a black woman to play 007? I'm like, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a damn number. Like, <laughs> like, and it's again, cool. it's it's about oh. fucking time. Yeah, it's cool yeah, as fuck. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's it's cool. Like, what are you talking about? Like, this is cool as hell. Like, like finally, like, and it's it's not like in Goldeneye where they paid lip service to the fact that things are politically correct now. Like they're actually doing something cool. They and robbed us of Idris Elba. Come on. <laughs> yeah. Shoot. If All Idris right. Elba got cast, like I would just bust a nut, dude. Just <clears throat> in a minute. I don't need to know that. I would be excited as well, but I don't know that there would be nut busting involved. That's it would spontaneously <laughs> combust. Like that's how <laughs> Um, and on or, that note, I'm going to end it there. We're, we're going to stop I, time. I got a good segue. I got a good segue. <laughs> okay. I, I, I do. And and it, it has to do with we were talking about the genetic engineering. Like maybe what 
Rami Malek's plan is in no time to die is he uploads the consciousness of James Bond and downloads it into a a body um, much like um, it's like know, upload alright like up, the George upload this week um, which which we'll get into let's let's finally intro yeah. the show though like you know some <laughs> 10 plus minutes in uh, you're listening to what the f- why am I why am I IDing it like it's and you're listening to what the fork on your local NPR station um <laughs> WMBC. <laughs> uh, 89.9 on your dial. Um, and now it's time for traffic with. <laughs> um, I'm, all, I'm always hesitant to mention it, but um, because it's a 20 year old movie, over 20 year old movie um, about whose main character is um, a dirtbag. Um, but have you ever seen Private Parts? <laughs> Uh, with Howard Stern. Oh, uh, well, probably when it came out. I remember it being a big deal. Yeah. Um, um, there's this part of the movie with Paul Giamatti um, after Stern gets promoted to New York. And he's driving him Stern crazy with the way that you pronounce, you say the call letters. Uh, <laughs> and he's like, WNBC, WNBC. No, Howard. It's WMBC. See how I did that? (laughs) (laughs) And it's just like the most like insane. Like it's just, and he thinks he's GMI. I think he's like, I'm going to drive him nuts. I'm going to make him go insane. And in reality, he's not doing like, he's just pissed. You know, I mean, you've seen the movie. He He gives him, he makes it worse. Right. <laughs> so, um, like, anyway, um, so, uh, we'll do your NPR intro instead. Uh, this is, uh, what the fork. My name is Ira Glass. Um, <laughs> chapter <story>. one. <laughs> chapter. <laughs> Chap- chapter one. WBZ Chicago. <laughs> a a shitty a- Amazon show. <laughs> So uh, this is a uh, tale told in some parts. We're at chapter three, uh, chapter three. Um, yes. Uh, but the <laughs> uh, what what intro stuff business. Um, I'm Jared. I'm Jason. That's good. I almost said I was Jason, so at least I got my name right. Uh, it's 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 been a unfortunate for you. <laughs> it's been a long. <laughs> Long week already. Um, and uh, Jason, you can find at Jason E. Kyle on Instagram and Twitter. Yep. That's K-E-I-L. And Mr. Duran, you can find at at LTD underscore engagement on the Twitter. Drop the underscore for your Instas. <laughs> and um, you can also find him in his apartment, hugging cats. <laughs> <laughs> You did say hugging, right? And also cat singular. Um, yeah. Now, so I, I don't know if you saw, if you were on Twitter today, but we, we uh, from one of our our uh, regular listeners who um, 
I, I, I know from the metrics that we have many, but only a handful regularly identify themselves. But um, Jen, who, who, who kind of uh, has been a champion of us since we started the show and uh, has requested a, a drop the underscore like it's hot, what the fork shirt. <laughs> so. Oh, well, we'll talk with our T-shirt people. There we go. Our distributor, our our designer. We'll have to uh, we'll have to see how that goes, um, yeah. and 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 look into 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 merch, uh, which you know is a way of supporting the show. And good segue. See what I did there uh, at Ltd. Engage. No, wait, no, that was me at What the Fork Pod on Twitter and Instagram. And uh, if you don't already follow those, please follow those. And uh, if you do, well, thank you. And then also please encourage others to do so because we're, quite frankly, delightful. Um, and <laughs> uh, if, if, you, if you are in a position to sort of uh, or have any interest in, in supporting our, our endeavor financially, uh, there are currently only a couple of ways. One is you can hit the donate button if you're listening to us through um, through Anchor, or you can uh, become a patron for the Hoot and Waddle Patreon, which is patreon.com slash Hoot and Waddle. Um, and, uh, you know, there's some, some other cool stuff in the works. There's uh, coming coming soon, I suppose. If that yeah, is of I, and intrigue maybe to you. we'll have T-shirts, and maybe T-shirts. Yeah, we'll we'll see. We'll look into it. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, I, I. So, like, what else can we do? Like, drop the underscore like it's hot. Um, take it sleazy. Yeah, but we, there's got to be. It's got to be some us isms, uh, because take it sleazy is is from the good place. Um, but we do sign off with Take It Sleazy Chili Babies, which is a mashup. So, yeah. you know, maybe that's one. Um, who knows? We, we can brainstorm on this and, and, and get back to it. Okay. If, if, if people want to support the show and not give us any money, you can subscribe in your favorite podcast app. Uh, and you can, on Apple Podcasts, rate and review the show. That helps us out tremendously. Mm-hmm. Wow. I uh, I gave a certain podcast hosted by a uh, by a um, fallen reality TV star one star the other day because I realized I still subscribe to it, <laughs> and then I subscribed. <laughs> I don't know what you're referring to. I I, I shall not mention him, but uh, or her. It's him. <laughs> okay. Um, but yeah, but uh, if. If you listen to the show, you don't darn well who I'm talking about. <laughs> well, I don't, and I don't. Uh, well, but you know what? I did start yeah. listening to the other day. Mm -hmm. uh, I just listened to one episode, but I, I found it to be pretty delightful. Uh, apparently, okay. So those are my two words for this episode: is are, are meh and delightful. Um, was uh, uh, was it's it's in bed with with uh, with Nick and. Uh, with Nick and Megan, it's yeah. the Nick Offerman Megan Mullally podcast. 
Yeah, I'm familiar. So um, I, I, I've only listened to the first episode, but they had Bill Hader on, and it was, as I said, delightful. Um, I can tell you what I am listening to. Um, I was going to save it for um, the blog uh, uh, this week, but I have been running to um, this new series um, about the rise and fall of the HQ app. Um, I, I'm trying to pull up the title now. Um, bear with me. Boom Bust, The Rise and Fall of HQ Trivia. Huh. It's put out by The Ringer. Um, and um, it is a gosh darn delight. Um, just kind of goes into like startup culture, um, touches on a lot of things about uh, current um, current things in, in the world. Um, it's really, it's a good, it's a riveting listen. Um, I wish, uh, pretty soon it's going to be, I think it's going to be done pretty soon and I'm going to miss it, but it's uh, good stuff. Cool. So I would recommend that. Uh, so, but, um, one thing I, I can't recommend, um, yeah, it's it's like we we're we're just hedging, hemming and hawing, trying to delay discussing the actual show that we've chosen to bridge our uh, during the Netflix hiatus. So, and I'm so the first five minutes of this episode were the highlight. Obviously, it's just it it really was. So I let's <laughs> let's talk about let's let's just kind of. Let's give the nuts and bolts of what the episode is, and then let's break it down and try to figure out why we hate it so much. Because I think you're in the same boat with it, and and uh, if if you are, then then you hate it because I hated it. So I hate it too, and I know why. I think I know one of the reasons why I hate it. And but you lead, sir. Well, all right. So this is episode three of Upload. It's titled "The Funeral." Um, the, it, it was. It's the first episode so far, not not written and directed by Greg Daniels, although he is credited as a co-writer on this one. I don't know necessarily that that is the reason why it's bad, but that is a thing to factor in. Um, even though we were not necessarily overly whelmed by the uh, uh, the the quality of the first two, but the idea of this is. Um, our, our quote unquote hero, uh, is it's, it's his funeral day. Um, so the, the bulk of the episode is concerned with that and they float in the idea of how they're working on, uh, downloading consciousness into a, 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 what I, I, if I understand correctly is a, uh, genetic clone. Mm -hmm. Um, so that's that's the general idea of the episode, which right. seems like it should make for something that's kind of interesting. Well, and, and it doesn't. Right, and what and what kind of was to me the intriguing premise of this episode was that the hero of the episode like, is that someone gets to attend their own funeral. Right. Right. Yes. Like, and get to see like. How 
you know, it, the, I think there is a lot to mine from that. There is a lot of potential in that premise. But it's it's not a new premise. So the the idea of it has been around a long time. You know, there's whether it takes the form of being. Uh, like a sort of out of body or or a ghost sort of thing where you're floating above your your funeral or kind of uh, in a corporeal form, uh, or it, I think that's that's wrong actually, right? It's uh, whatever non corporeal. Um, the that that you kind of observe uh, how people react to your death and how they have. Um, they, how they've uh, they mourn you or or consider you if, as far as um, uh, like your accomplishments, what kind of person they thought you were, all that sort of thing. And usually, it's it's something along the lines of of uh, a, a, a Christmas Carol, right? Where it's it's Ebenezer uh, is able to see how people uh, think he's such a horrible person. Um, and right. kind of make you take stock of your life and see where you've gone wrong. Uh, mm-hmm. Star Trek The Next Generation actually did a great version of this where there's an episode where um, through some, uh, you know, like weird mishap on a Romulan ship, uh, Geordi and uh, Ensign Rowe get um, like phased in some way so that they're sort of cloaked, Right. And nobody mm-hmm. can see them, so they the the crew thinks they're dead, and they plan out their funerals, and and you know as they're going through this whole thing of how to how to make themselves solid again, um, they they are they're they're actually attending their funeral, and the 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 idea of the character is really one one of the men's in row in particular kind of being really interested with with what people are going to say about them and all that sort of thing. So it's not like it's a brand new idea. Um, and, but it is something that can be mined to great, mined to great effect. Um, and again, this episode fails to do that. Well, it's because they used it as purely just as a way to just move this predictable plot along, like of the show. Like it's, it's just, it's, it's just, I, I, Nothing remotely funny happened. Like, um, like I guess the highlight. Well, for one, I guess we can start with the intro. Let's which let's discuss. Yeah, I, you know th- th- that was remotely funny. Um, yeah, in in a way that the the entire rest of the episode never lived up to. Um, yeah, because of course it's it's Creed um, from. <laughs> From the office, I I, I didn't I, I think you might have mentioned this to me before, but I didn't know until trying to. I was like, I know who that guy is. I know he was on the office. I don't remember his name, so I looked him up. And I'm like, he. I didn't realize that he played a fictionalized. I think you mentioned he played a fictionalized version of himself on the office, and I was like, and for some reason, I didn't equate that with his character's name having his real name. Yeah, um, and he was he's a musician. Yeah. Which they um, finally bring into towards the end of the show. Yeah. Like that was like one of the cool parts of, of the office was that mm-hmm. once they got like once you got more into these characters, they started becoming more themselves. And that's why I think what made Parks and Rec such a hit from the get go because these characters were already I think they knew from the get go that they, these 
characters had to be mild reflections of the people who played them. Well, yeah, and and to you know not to go on a deep digression of that, but I happen to be rewatching that right now, and I'm in the sixth season, and mm-hmm. you know they had this run basically where Adam Scott and and uh, and Rob Lowe joined the cast, where they were just nonstop fantastic, basically mm-hmm. until the end. Um, I, I just got uh you know through the series of episodes where they go to they go to london and they're tell they're talking with the the guy i can never remember his name he has a, a kind of weird name but he he's recently played uh the live action version of the tick um he's just always a phenomenal comic uh comedic oh. actor i can never uh, uh pierce pierce uh yeah yeah some like Hard to pronounce. Um, <laughs> hard to pronounce Who's, last um, name. Yes, he's um, he's Sean's roommate in Sean the Dead. Right. He's yeah. in Guardians of the Galaxy, but yeah, it's Safranowitz. Um, yeah, I love him. Uh, he's hilarious. He is. Um, um, and, and you know, but there's there's also one of the reasons as I'm rewatching this is I, I realize that one of the reasons I love it so much is how much just how much heart is involved in it. And even with a character like Ron Swanson, there's just so much, you know, genuine, genuineness to, to these characters uh, of, of feeling for each other, of passion for what they're doing. You know, somebody as superficial as, as um, uh, Tom, you know, still has something going for him. Um, yeah. I mean, he's superficial on a level that I think this this guy, whatever his name is, Nathan or something on the on on upload, kind of equals, if not exceeds. But whereas you could feel some sympathy for Tom, I'm feeling no sympathy for this guy because, well, for like like Tom has these harebrained I. The thing I liked, I always liked about Tom is that he always had these ideas, and he always tried. I well, he didn't try his hardest, but he just was hoping like something would stick. And then finally, he found something he could. He find at the end of the show, you realize the show is when you find he did have something. He had that restaurant. Well, I mean, he also had rent to swag. Come on, yeah, like he, <laughs> like he was just so. He was so determined, yet so clueless. Well, he was somebody for who, for all his bravado, lacked self confidence um, yeah. and awareness. <laughs> and aware- yeah, and awareness, and and wound up being a good foil for somebody like Ron because he was like, "Look, just cut through the shit. You're you're actually like a smart person who works hard." And if you focus on more of those qualities, you'll have, uh, you know, more success. Mm-hmm. Where, like, again, like, with this, I don't know, with Nathan, I just don't care. But um, anyway, uh, I guess in the opening scene, too, going back to the opening scene, like, they decide that they're going to take an upload and put it back into a human body and Creed is the test subject. And they decided to broadcast this. Well, and it's, uh, 
I, I don't know if you were going to note, but I, I the Oscar Mayer Intel company. <laughs> yeah. I, I noted that my the the big thing I wrote down was before his head explodes like the scene in scanners, Creed shouts, fuck science. <laughs> <laughs> I, I loved the company's slogan, uh, pushing the boundaries of meat. <laughs> yes. It's just, um, it's, um, it's funnier even now. Um, like today, I think Apple has their big conference this week and they announced that no Intel will no longer be producing their chips uh, huh. for their iPhones and their Macs, which doesn't matter to you because you're an Android guy. Um, and, and good luck with that. Um, but um, I don't know where this uh, is coming from. I, I have some Apple products. I'm not an Apple hater. I'm not like uh, an Apple denier. It's it's just that I happen to have an Android phone. It's you hey, know, it's okay. I mean, we all got that iPod that we won like in your office's fundraising contest, <laughs> or that um your that you may have gotten as a christmas present that you thought oh this will be cool even though it's not compatible with any of the other android devices i own um but i mean dude, i don't know where this is coming from man I, I hey it's okay it's okay i mean but i mean it's just it doesn't it doesn't involve confidence for intel just so i, I the joke takes on an even funnier part for me uh, as someone who loves Apple um, and wasn't so thrilled about Intel chips. Um, but that's just me being a geek. Um, go on with your um, uh, go on Android boy. Oh Jesus. Um, I just th- so th- there there were some elements of that of that opening that um, again were were something that the quality of the rest of the episode just didn't live up to um the the if you break it down into um you know the fact that it's a lunch meat company that uh has merged with a tech company that's making a human suit which is essentially like a a meat suit and i i forget which franchise it is that refers to human bodies as meat suits um (laughs) but I, i know that that's a thing that's out there somewhere in some sci-fi franchise or other but um the you know even the part where like creed like licks his fingers and you know it's it's it, it, i wondered at that point if he tasted like bologna um you know. <laughs> uh i just want to know like where did they like how does this corpse look is like as good as it does well, i don't it's think it's just- a corpse i thought that they mentioned at the beginning that it was a uh, a uh, uh, cloning uh, that yeah. it was a cloned oh, okay. body. Um, right. That's right. Because I, I mean, not that they've really followed up on it, but I assume the standard procedure for upload is that the, is that the head of the original body gets incinerated. Yeah, that's right. So um, it, it couldn't have been the original, but, but um, I mean, in, so, but in this intro, like he's trying on his outfit for his, his funeral mm-hmm. and it's just it's 2033 he was born in 2006 2034 yet, so chris doesn't doesn't yell at us again right it's 2034 
2033. Is it 33? It's 2033. Okay. All right. And it was born in 2006 because I, I wrote that down. Oh, that's right. Uh, because it mentions his, it has his birth and death years. He's not even 30 yet. He was like 27 or something. Right. right. So and he yeah. knows every, he knows every boy band mm-hmm. like that's ever come out with like the reference, like with the Jonas Brothers references. There was a but Timberlake like, reference too, right? Yeah. And then there's this gay panic joke. Um, yeah. That's just like, dude, this isn't. This there's, is, there's the. It, it's 2033 it, where you are. It's 2020 here. And Kevin Smith, for last time I checked, doesn't make movies that get national attention anymore. <laughs> so, like, what's with the gay panic jokes? Do I just you, don't. They have that. Um, You've listened to the Gilmore guys, right? They they have that segment on on their show that is this homophobic segment, uh, and and this would definitely fall into into that. Um, I, I do not listen to Gilmore guys because as we've oh because you've never seen you've never out. seen Gilmore Girls. Yes, that's right. Yeah. Ugh. So um, I guess that's a, I'm alone. Um, I'm alone here in my apartment island with my cat. Um, watching Gilmore Girls, and that's perfectly okay. When this is all over, um, some lovely lady will want to send a fellow like yourself, <laughs> someone who loves cats, and uh, Rory, and um, really okay. Um, Clearly, you yeah. haven't seen the show because <laughs> you don't know what you're talking about. I, so- I have, seen, I have seen episodes. But not the arc. Rory has an arc, and if you knew the arc, you would not say that. Anyway, anyway, not going to get into it. I have faith that you will eventually watch the show, and then you'll understand the error of your ways. <laughs> I'll tell you what. I'll make a wager with you right. I'll, I'll, I'll make a thing with you right now. A pact. A pact or something. Sure, we can do that. Can, I will, can you zoom I will pinky watch- swear? I can zoom peaky square. We'll do that. <laughs> but I will start watching Gilmore Girls when you start watching the OC. Uh, okay, I'll I'll do that. So you have many more episodes ahead of you than I do. The OC lasted three seasons. So, um, but what I neglected to tell you is that season one is at least twenty eight episodes because it started in the summer and Oy. it became such a phenomenon that they just kept going. So I think it's at least. 28 to 30 so you got a few extra episodes in there but um yeah you'll be fine it's it's i know i still have shorter but um i think uh but the thing is if you watch the oc you have to watch it on hulu with commercials where i know Kristen, my wife has them all on dvd and i can just zip right through it oh for 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 gilmore girls um and i should mention too just as um just moving on to another TV show because why not? Um, maybe the reason why I'm so disappointed by this episode too is a because I had such high hopes that things would get better by this point, and I also binged Watchmen over the weekend. Like oh, and that and, th- yeah, that show was fantastic. Oh my gosh. Um, yeah, I I'm very disappointed that that they have said they're not coming back because especially, you know, this when that show hit, it was 
it's almost chilling. I, I, the 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 social themes that they hit in that show, basically mere months before everything that's going on right now. It's yeah. If if you haven't seen Watchmen yet, you got to go watch that. It's a you know minimal time commitment. I mean, if if you have to have HBO, um, but but I'm sure that now with HBO Max, there's all sorts of free trials out there. Knock out uh, Watchmen. Just mm-hmm. it's it's fantastic. Well, they have it for free because th- there's a few. I thought it was free for only the Juneteenth weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, and they HBO made a lot of its stuff for free on Hulu, and Washington was one of them, particularly because like it opens with that scene in Tulsa. Mm-hmm. Um, and um. Uh, it's just there's so many things that that show touches on anything from like representation and culture to um, reparations to just I just my mind was blown and that um, I think it's episode six when you find out who Hood Justice is. Oh yeah. Uh, oh, dude, I just well, and I, just the the idea of speaking to. You know just how deep corruption can go, even if on the surface you think have Im- you think things have improved. You know, it's mm-hmm. it just things that you think they're one way and they're they're completely rotten on the inside. It's mm-hmm. it's just a phenomenal show, superbly yeah. written, amazing acting in there, highly recommended. Yeah. Um, anyway, um, so if I can tell you. It, you can't see this because you know we're we're on Zoom and and have decided. You could to, turn your camera on. I, I, okay, I, I will. I, I will do that then. I will be the one to to turn the camera on. That's fine. I don't know if you can see it, but I have very minimal notes for this episode. And if you'll notice, oh. right there, uh-huh. with three exclamation points is the word bored. I was just yeah. fucking bored by this episode. It was it was so just I didn't give a shit. It, I just like I I didn't wrote. write anything down again until I was like okay the uh the his the person we thought was an investigator is not a real investigator. They yeah, were there. It's his cousin. Yeah. So lame. It was pretty fucking lame. I I, I don't know. It's again. If we can trust our friend Chris. I, it's it's gonna get better again. Uh, but this episode was a low point, and I, I wrote two more quotes, which I'll just bring up now, and then kay. we can just call this good because I just <laughs> don't care. Um, I hated the joke when he talks to the woman who had the black and white photo. Um, I hated oh, the joke yeah. oh. that I makes well, that she had that great depression vibe. Would do anything for a can of soup again? Just so fucking tone deaf. Like who wrote? Like what nineties sitcom That's writer? A hack joke. Forget tone deaf. It was just a hack joke. Um, the one line that I did like 
um, other than creeds, fuck science, <laughs> was I Googled Nathan Brown and I liked what I saw from their, like, the <laughs> from preacher. From the priest guy, and, yeah. Priest guy who just did this Mad Libs eulogy. I Googled Nathan Brown and I like what I saw. But seriously, like, it's just... Yeah, he he was he was a fun character, and the and the uh, uh, the uh, the property manager, the guy who, who was his landlord, basically, he was funny. William, um, William, the, the yeah, other, William. yeah. The other guy was also named William. So yeah, yeah. I liked like like he played he pays right on time. Um, cool yeah. dude. <laughs> yeah, but but what does it say to a show when the most interesting people? you know, are not the main guy, not even yeah. tertiary characters. His girlfriend was awful. Um, yes. which again, that's laying some other lame subplot about how she must be involved or her family must somehow be involved in the Oscar Meyer Intel download thing, because rather than, than talking about her boyfriend's life, uh, she, she, talks you, you know about the the download incident um right. it's just I, and and i didn't like i i i don't like what they're doing with the with the um the bellhop guy making him super with a super oh, creeper vibe other, yes that was the other gay that was the gay punk joke yeah like, that was like, yeah, where he's leering up at him, or where he's just an idiot and can't identify the cat in the, uh, in yeah. the, in the, the whatever you know how the you know that thing. It's I, I, there was just hack all over the place. It, it was like a hairball of a script. It was <laughs> talk about a hack joke. Um, yeah, it just it was a scum. I thought like, oh, this is gonna be this really kind of cool idea of like you know the fact that you can attend your own funeral in the future and it's just wasted on this predictable dumb plot yeah that that i hope i hope that at some point in the show we find out there's like a twist or something and maybe that i've been going about this all wrong like maybe Maybe we've been going, but so well. I mean, let's. Hard to think, it's really hard to think big picture when I've been underwhelmed. I, I went from whelmed. I've gone from whelmed to underwhelmed in three episodes. Yeah, this this was you know the previous episode I thought was decent. Episode two, this this was solidly underwhelming. But you know, to to end on a couple of of things, you know, positive. Um, I, I'm, I'm doing, um, you know, I, I, I looked at some of the reviews for this episode specifically because I don't want to spoil anything for myself going forward because we're still doing this week by week. So I'm trying to honor that, but looking at the reviews for this episode, pretty universally, people were saying that this was a low point of the season. So okay. hopefully it, it has a, another upswing, but you know, so I remain. I I don't even know if I'll say I, I'm pessimistically optimistic. I I don't know. It's 
I like at this point it really would have to to knock me on my ass in order to 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 uh get my attention again. So yeah. So we'll see. Um it's but I did you know another joke that I did enjoy uh that, that I thought was clever was that the uh in real life the therapist licking the ice cream cone was <laughs> <laughs> reflected in the in in the uh the the upload the horizon thing as the dog licking its balls i thought that that was i thought that was funny uh, yeah and i i i i, I still I just I, I just i really had that that was funny but i'm seriously just just let down to to talk about another much better show, I had that you you've seen Buffy, right? Yeah. So I, I had that in my head, you know, where where they go um to the like alternative version of things, um uh, where it's it's uh Vampire Willow where she says bored now. Yeah. <laughs> that made me think of that too. Um because <laughs> I, I was I was I was incredibly bored, very disappointed. Yeah. All right. Well, do do we want to go ahead and rate the thing? Two. I was gonna say I was I was solid two two out of ten. This is this episode was a piece of shit. Yeah, it was a giant turd. I, fuck science. Fuck upload. Fuck episode three. <laughs> so, yeah. Waste of a good Creed Brian guest appearance. <laughs> Um, it was, it was, it was not good. You know, maybe that now is the, is the downside of binge culture because, Mm -hmm. you know, when Chris was telling us that the, that the show gets better, he had already watched the entire 10 episodes we're taking yeah. an episode a week, so we we've got space between, um, and so where if we were you know sitting there watching this basically over the course of like let's say you know three hours, three and a half hours, whatever it would be to just binge it because they're they're half hour episodes for the most part. Mm-hmm. Um. Is uh, is that we can really see the flaws in the individual episodes, and they really stand out because we're not going directly on to the next one. We're just examining, highlighting, magnifying that one chapter, and because of that, you know, the flaws of it are just glaring. Yeah, and maybe it's. I, I guess. I, I with between Mad Men and Watchmen, I, I guess talking about shows with the word men in them. <laughs> um, <laughs> like they contribute to like the overall plot, but they're also like these self-contained episodes, like that touch on a theme, especially Mad Men, like. A lot of like what each episode is about, especially in the early seasons, is about like whatever product that they're building a pitch for. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and how it relates to like happiness and what Draper is trying to sell. Um, and the same thing with Watchmen, like it's just this like like um, each like it all contributes an overarching plot, but at the same time, it's just this each episode stands well on its own. And yeah, some are better than others, but I mean, like, it's just, like, I, I don't know. It's, it doesn't feel like it's this way. Like it doesn't like, like it just, here's a, here's 27 minutes and we'll end it where we want to. And Right. Because they, I mean, they, I, I think that there's this, and and not to give this show a pass, you know, it's 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 almost like I'm looking for reasons why it I don't like it. Uh, that if if it were under different circumstances, maybe I would like it better. But yeah. the fact, you know, that this entire season dropped at once, that I could have sat there and watched all ten episodes end to end, and maybe had a different feeling about it. I I, I think that there's. That the shows that have come out of this sort of new television uh, model of of dropping an entire season at once, that the ones that stick with me and that I really enjoy, I could just watch one episode here or there and really enjoy it, and mm-hmm. you know, kind of have, as you mentioned, have it stand on its own as a as a good episode. Um, Whereas some of them that really only hold their own if you watch the entire run of it, um, I, I think it's it's doing. It's it's, I don't know. Th- th- now well, now now I'm starting to think maybe it's just me being old at this point. Is well, that- I, to the to the point like I've like when I watch these, I'm usually watching them by myself, and Kristen's doing something and will join in and watch with me and I like she didn't know Kristen has not watched Watchmen read Watchmen the book or comic she's not watched Watchmen the movie which I don't hate unlike everybody else um, uh, but, no I don't hate it either yeah um, but like she didn't she had no idea about like Hood Justice's um, I got I'm going to not say too much. I'm going to walk that back a little bit. (laughs) Um, Well, I mean, because it could still be a spoiler for people. It's new enough. Spoiler. Um, But but she, she, but I guess the point is like, I did have to like give some backstory, but it didn't take away from the power of the sixth episode, the black and white episode where, you know, we find out the origins of, um, of, the grandfather, um, Louis Gossett Jr.'s character. Yeah, I, 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 I think that, I think that that's a perfect example, right? Because that was that was a show, you know, that I could have watched. A, I could have watched it completely independently of um, having seen the film or having read the comic book. Both of which I've done. It it really has almost nothing to do with those things. Um, right. I mean, it's it it's it it takes some of you know those 
those characters and just explodes the 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 social aspect of it and mm-hmm. it it takes place beyond where we're left with the the original comic too mm-hmm. um and it adds depth to the adds depth to the shows that came before and it definitely adds depth to the shows that happened after and mad men is the same way or like again like Kristen will come in like doesn't like probably hasn't watched like six or seven episodes because I was watching, you know, I watch them when she's not at work or something. Mm-hmm. And if I give her like a little backstory about what happened, like these episodes just stand well on their own. Right. Because of like, if you understand the historical context and the basic premise of the show, like it's so powerful stuff. And that's why I'm not getting here. It's just like, Oh, we're going to do a, we're gonna go it's general now yay and it's just ah uh, it's just <laughs> yeah i you know it, it 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 it's not standing well on its own as a singular episode where yeah. and and i i actually be, i i watched watchmen as it was airing so you know because hbo shows still follow that model of dropping one episode a week um i i did i had time between episodes and that was a show that that grabbed me. That was a show that grabbed me in a way that I really hadn't been grabbed, you know, by a show probably since Breaking Bad. Um, yeah, or at least in a similar similar situation because I watched Breaking Bad as it was airing as well, so I had time between episodes, and then even worse, time between seasons. Um, Whereas I, I guess I'm kind of that way now with Better Call Saul because I've seen everything there is on Netflix and I know there's another season out there that I can't watch until it hits one of the streaming services. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm dying to know what happened uh, beyond what I've seen so far. So so that's probably another good example. But, you know, it's... It, 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 I don't know. There's... There's there's still something to be said for that 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 if, um, so that's that's my that's the message from old man Jared here, you you young TV writers, is that, I mean still I think that a series needs to be able to be or should be something that you're interested in on an episodic basis. This is where I had trouble with Picard too, is that if I go back and watch that binge through all the episodes and just Mm -hmm. see the entire arc, I might like it better. Um, I know that there are people out there that are going to say I'm not a true Star Trek fan or whatever, because I didn't like Picard, but I, you know, it's just, it tried to, to do something, you know, that, that was like the, the mystery box show. And, be compelling from episode to episode in a way that it just fell apart because it wasn't, it just, it just wasn't. Um, and, and each episode again, to me, just didn't really stand on its own as an episode. It kept contributing to this story that I was supposed to care about. And at some point I just didn't. Um, and you know, same here with this upload show and, and in actually both cases that I'm talking about, these are veteran writers. Greg Daniels is somebody who's been around for a long time and has done some, some, you know, has, has created some great work. And it's just, 
they're like phoning it in. Yeah. And I just, and maybe it's because he was also working at Space Force at the same time, maybe. I don't know what, like. To go back to Ron Swanson, you don't half-ass two things. You should, was it Ron yeah. Swanson? Now I'm, now I'm getting it confused with a, 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 no, no. a mad about you joke, too, is that you don't half-ass two things. You, you whole-ass one thing. You do um, not, you do not taint. <laughs> You cannot taint the magnificence of that of that quote by bringing Paul Reiser's. Wait, I'm I'm talking about two giants of sitcom, Paul Buckman and Ron Swanson. You're talking about one of the greatest sitcom characters in the 21st century, and you're talking about the show that everyone forgot that somehow was a popular hit in the 90s. No, no, I'm talking about one of the greatest sitcom characters of the 21st century and one of the greatest sitcom characters of the 20th century. No, um, one, thinks that, <laughs> no one thinks that Paul, Paul Reiser's character in Mad About You is the greatest sitcom character in the I did 20th not say the greatest. I said one of the greatest. No one, you know, I'm putting him up there with, with the other greats of the period, like uh, Jerry Seinfeld and... Um, you know, like uh, Ted Danson. Uh, you know, those those are those. That's like we're we're talking titans of 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 twentieth century comedy, right there. Ted Danson, you know, Jerry Seinfeld, Paul Reiser. Same no breath. Writing, I said that in the same breath. No one's writing five thousand words lament uh, about challenge accepted. No, no one's writing a thoughtful five thousand words on um, Paul Reiser and Helen Hunt's relationship at Matt about you, the way they're doing about still still doing it about Sam and Diane and Cheers, like I read this morning. I think that the gauntlet has been thrown down. I will write that essay. It will be a, a thing of beauty. It's 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 uh, it's it's about time somebody did it, and I think I am the person that is destined to do it. Well, Jared, anyone can write that essay. And if there's anyone qualified to write that essay, it's you. But good luck selling it. <laughs> because the only person who we want to read it is also you. <laughs> if that well, pitch that's, can- that's just like your opinion, <laughs> man. <laughs> if that pitch came in my inbox, it get a big bad delete. Mad about you. <laughs> delete. You know, I, I will respectfully disagree. I think that there is an audience for that out there. They, they, uh, are, you know. <laughs> I would take 5,000 words on Richard Lewis and Jamie Lee Kirk <laughs> and that love show that they had for three years on ABC for <laughs> <laughs> Paul Rising. <laughs> I would take I would take five thousand words on Tarma and Greg. <laughs> oh, oh that's just that's low. That is low, sir. Wow. Wrong. <laughs> that hurts. That, how dare you? How dare you, sir, compare the one of the greatest sitcom love stories of all time to Dharma and Greg? 
uh, I, I think I think I'm gonna go back on social media today and just do my informal poll. Which would you rather see? Oh, that's you know, <laughs> I it's it, nobody's at this point. At this point, it's like talking about. Um, well, maybe not at this point, but maybe let's say like 20 years ago, talking about uh, a love of the music of, uh, of of Billy Joel and thinking how, how great his work is. Um, you know, people wouldn't talk openly about it uh, or, you know, for, for fear of ridicule. That's, you know, when you when you put it, when you frame it a certain way and and put your put your negative spin on the. Uh, one of the greatest sitcoms of the '90s, uh, "Mad About You." The it's just I, you know people people are going to be afraid to speak up and and say their true feelings about how great and wonderful their chemistry was. I. That's the thing is I didn't uh, I. I. I mean, granted, it's been at least probably 20 years since I watched that show, but and I just distinctly remember not liking that show because I didn't think they had chemistry. I think Helen Hunt acted the hell out of it. She tried. <laughs> um, <laughs> she tried to have chemistry with Paul Reiser. And, I don't, and, and, and as we discussed, I have nothing against Paul Reiser, the man, the comedian, the actor, and I have nothing against Helen Hunt. Um, I just thought that show was a, not good. So uh, well, I, what, whatever. I sit through, through ten seasons of Friends, like Clockwork Orange style. <laughs> um, before I, <laughs> wow. Before I, before I subject myself to mad about you for thirty minutes. That's just how I. It's how I feel. I'm sorry. I know. I'm cutting you quick. It's uh, you know. It, it's it's fine. It's fine, man. Whatever. Doesn't doesn't affect fine. doesn't affect my feelings for that great show. I know how good it is. Uh, and you're and, the only one. You and, <laughs> you and Paul Reiser, apparently. I'm telling you, we're out there. We are. We are. Are uh uh. A strong minority. Well, no, that's that's a poor choice of words at this point. Uh, non nonverbal, nonvocal few uh, that know in our hearts the the greatness of that show. Can you can you tell me what station the revival is? Um, I have no idea. I have no yeah, idea, that's and that's exactly. not fair either because I am generally speaking down on revivals. I do not think that everything needs to be rebooted. I do not think everything needs to be revisited. You know, things have their moment in time. There's, there's no need to, to go back and, and mine that same scene because, you know what, things end for a reason. Um, yeah. So that, you know, if you want to take a fair shot, the Paul Reiser show was not great. Um, his his uh, very obviously ripped off version of Curb Your Enthusiasm. Um, n- not good. It, it, it ended for, for a very good reason after a very small um, number of episodes. So He's done, he's done um, well, I mean, other than my two dads. Um, <laughs> Why you got to go there? Why? Not to crackle. 
which is true. That's not a joke. But um, I realized you were going to end this like 20 minutes ago, too. <laughs> I would also like to point out that we've spent more time having a heated discussion about um, the greatness of Mad About You than we did about how disappointed we were in the third episode of Upload. Yeah. I, in fact, I'm going to give you some credit where credit is due. I would probably watch an episode of Mad About You and I would watch this episode of Upload <laughs> again. That's like scanners, joke, and fuck science aside. Like, yeah. I I would find me the best episode of Mad About You. I would watch that. Then watch this again. I, I just won't do it. Um like that's how I feel about it. Um and I forgot where I was going to go with Paul Reiser TV appearances. So maybe this is a good well. Thing. I think that you were probably going to say that he's he's had some actually like decent act. I think that he got better as an actor after Mad About You. Um, I oh. you know I, I you know his his uh, his parts in like Whiplash and uh, and on uh, I don't know if you saw that show Red Oaks was it Red Oaks? No, I haven't. Um, um, but I thought he was good in that. Uh, but yeah. Anyway. But we've just but we we just guess I I like him in Aliens like I, I I like him when he when he's when he's not in like a '90s sitcom I I think he's we're we're just fine. never gonna agree on this it's you know yeah, it's fine it's you is like part of his career I like to forget <laughs> so I I I'm just it's it's fine you know we we. We're, we're clearly never going to see eye to eye on this, and it's okay. Uh, we're friends despite that. So I'm, I'm about that. Uh, thank you for thank you for seeing a past. I, I see past your flaws, <laughs> uh, and I see past your ridiculously unfounded uh, prejudice against Matt about you. It's you know, no, 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 nobody's perfect. No, it's okay, but. Uh, <laughs> When you, um, I will say this, when you give me proof, uh, proof that you have seen an episode of the OC, um, I will dive into Gilmore Girls. What, what do you need as proof? Do you, you need like a, a, a selfie of me doing like a thumbs up in front of a, in front of the screen watching the OC? <laughs> okay. You, when you watch the first, there's a line in the end, I think either the first or the second episode, pretty sure it's the first. Um, I won't say it yet, uh, but you'll know the line because that's a, at the end. You can tweet that at me, and that's how I will know you've watched it. <laughs> okay. It's, it's, Fair enough. It's it's, it's still going to be a while. I got to wrap up some of the shows I'm watching now. I, I'm still finishing up Parks and Rec. I, uh, I want you to do this tomorrow. You, you want me like, to? No, I'm I'm not going to do it tomorrow. But you yeah, know, it, in, it'll in happen. Year, yeah, in a year or so, I oh, want it'll you. Be less, are you kidding? We're still all stuck at home because of you know uh, the fact that the. the coronavirus is is spiking again you did you hear now that um it's it's reversed in such a way that that we are not 
uh, or that we are now expected if we were to go to New York to, to quarantine for 14 days, like that's New York is like where, you know, we, we can't, we're one of a small number of States that, uh, that where cases have spiked so much that, that we're, we're not welcome in New York without quarantining. And yeah. I got to tell you, I don't blame them. I, yeah. I don't blame them. It's if, if we were, you know, more responsible, I, I don't think this would be happening now. I, there's, there's still just such a, I, it's, it's insane. People are fucking insane. You should mask up and just, or just don't go out. You know what? Yeah. I, it's, I was, I, I was, you know, responding to, uh, to Ed Masley's article the other day about how, you know, as venues were, were, having live music again and the 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 article in in az central was the, the how few people were in mass i'm like i i love live music i have never as an adult gone this long between shows and i will not go out there because of how irresponsible people are being no it's and it's not me like it's the other people yeah like and even now, like I, I've gone to Target a couple of times, like in the last week to get you know things, and like even with the mandate, people are like, "We'll put the mask on to get in the door, and then they'll take it off." Um, yeah, it's just fucking and, ridiculous. Yeah, and the thing is, is like Target. Um, I, I hate to see go at Target, but Target doesn't. You think they care? They do not care. They they're not the 16 year old person whose job is to sanitize the carts every day isn't like really doing that good of a job. Like just don't go. I don't like, it's just horrible. All that's horrible. And yeah, I mean at, at this point I'm, I'm on the verge of going back to just having everything delivered, which I hate to do because it's not, it, but the behavior of other people is leading me back to, just not wanting to be in in these public spaces anymore I, you know and i feel bad for the people that have to be out there it's it's just a ridiculous situation it is not that much work it is not cutting into your you know personal rights or whatever just as much as as you think it's violating your personal rights to have to wear a mask, it's violating the rights of others for you not to wear it because people have a right to feel safe and protected from you as much as you want to, you know, do your thing. Dude, I used to hate going to Trader Joe's to get groceries. Now it's actually something like I enjoy because it's the safest place outside of my home. (laughs) Because... Uh, they sanitize my hands when I walk in. I, I'm more than willing to wait 10, 15 minutes outside mm-hmm. to make sure that it's I'm not anything. And everyone, even before the mandate went down, wore a freaking mask. Yeah. <laughs> and I, and everyone's like, no one's complaining. No one's whining. No one's, everyone's happy to do it. And no one takes off their mask. I just, uh, it's just ridiculous, dude. 
Well, I think your notification, I think your notification is a good signal that we should go ahead and and just wrap it up here, because now we're we're just let's have something on beat, like just just something positive that we can put out to the world. Like like what? Um, Paul Reiser's out. Um, Or Paul Reiser's in. Um, so, uh, you know what, uh, I'm, I'm taking a, a, f- a few days off from work here for the, uh, shortly for the 4th of July weekend, and I'm going to have some genuine downtime, which I'm really looking forward to. Uh, I found a place that actually had, uh, Xbox consoles in stock that I could order. Uh, I, mm-hmm. I am going to, so I'm going to have that over that weekend and have, uh, I'm going to get into a, a few, uh, cool looking games um and so i've actually uh one is called um uh night in the forest and then the other one is called uh i forget what it's called but you know i in addition to to them being kind of like escapist fair i also purposely chose something that wasn't really violent because i'm like there's enough of that out there so i i picked these things in with having that kind of like uh, I need something that's like truly fun and and escapist. Um, so so there's that and and uh, uh, you know I don't know beyond that. Yeah. Life Xbox. life is what it is. Okay, what about hey, you? Your turn. Xbox is a good thing to end on. So uh, I I say. Keep it sleazy. What do you got? What are you looking forward to? End on something you're looking forward to. Uh, uh, um, me, um, I, well, to be perfect, like, so I got, I've been pitching this article. I pitched this article a few weeks ago, uh, to a national publication that I admire and love. And I got rejected, and it was the nicest rejection letter I ever read. Like, it was lovely. Like, we don't hate this pitch. It's just not a good fit, like, for what we all, else we have coming up. I'm like, and it just made me feel so good. <laughs> like, oh, wow. it was, that's cool. It was the most lifting rejection letter I've ever received. <laughs> and it makes me want to pitch to them again. And, you know, so like with a different idea or like and and plus like yeah so it gives me the opportunity to shop it around to like other places so like uh it's it 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 made me feel confident like oh this idea isn't is good it's just not for what we're doing so i'm trying to shop it around and i'm getting some more freelance work so that's it's all is not lost no and there's a really great new Bob Dylan record out there, so you know there there's there's some some positive things. Yeah. Oh, and uh, there was this. Uh, um, what is this? Uh, something I read on Drunkard, uh, according to Drunkard, uh, the Dougie Dougie Pool, uh, the Freelancers Blues. It's I think you dig it. Um, I really start listening to that today i'm really enjoying the hell out of it um there's a song uh there's a song called vaping on the job (laughs) 
boost for a couple of days. It's just like I tried boot this guy tried boosting for a week. Um, it's just it's like a country type. Uh, it's just it's got a nice um. It's got this Warren Z- Zevon vibe that I just kind of dig. Um, oh, like uh, so that kind of good songwriting, but also also sort of humorous, like uh, Randy Newman or something. Yeah, and um, exactly, and that's the vibe I get from my first listen. I'm probably way off, so um, music lovers, um, don't let my first listen be like my Dougie Pool even too. If you're listening. <laughs> um if i'm off i'm very sorry um but i i dig the humor and the um the how um just it's a very you know articulate yet humorous um and album kind of has like a good country vibe like like some of these early 80s country that i dig and it's just it's it's a lot of good things that I uh, enjoy, and um, yeah, and I, I they reviewed and I found out through Aquarium Drunkard, and it was I it's one of the other benefits of like my life right now is I get to I'm taking more time to find these things than I could on my previous schedule. So. <laughs> Well, right on. All right. That's a good button to end on. So, yeah. Stay safe. Yeah. Take it sleazy. Chili Mask babies. up. Matt, yeah, fucking Matt. Mask, Mask up, up, chili, chili babies. <laughs> All right. <laughs> This has been a Hoon Waddle production. If you enjoyed this podcast, why not check out one of our other fine podcasts available from hootandwaddle.com, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or any number of podcast apps. If you'd like to support Hoot and Waddle and get access to an exclusive member-only podcast, receive discounts on merch, and more, go to patreon.com forward slash Hoot and Waddle.